Hello, stargazers. Welcome to Seventh House Astrology, where I take any topic that's astrological or any topic that's related to relationships or romance, and I investigate under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. So today's episode is a bit on the cheerier side compared to last time that we spoke. And um, I kind of uh, realized that it had been a while before we um, actually, or it had been a while since, uh, we had actually covered aspects um, in somebody's chart. So I kind of thought that maybe this would be today's episode um, in covering an aspect this aspect, also known as the Great Conjunction, was actually inspired, well, at, on, upon further review of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite actors' charts, I actually found out that she doesn't actually have this conjunction. She actually has um, a square between the two planets. But, um, you know, it was Gina Davis's chart that actually inspired my query into what does the Great Conjunction, a.k.a. Saturn uh, conjunct Jupiter, mean when it comes to somebody's natal chart? And, of course, just like with all these wonderful aspects, um, who would be a good fit and also who this person would be in a relationship based off of the aspects of uh, Jupiter conjunct Saturn. So my first thoughts, I, I do have to say that this was a challenging aspect um, for me, mainly because um, anything that deals with Jupiter um, still kind of, it, it's like anything that deals with Jupiter or anything de that deals with uh, Uranus still kind of, it causes me to be a little skew. I, I, you know, it's like I have some basics to kind of figure some things out, but it, it's definitely an aspect, you know, especially conjunctions such as Jupiter conjunct Saturn. Um, it, it's that type of uh, topic where I like to research it further. Uh, but uh, with this particular conjunction, uh, on first thought, before I actually had done research, I kind of thought that this type of person would be kind of very contradictory because we have two unlike planets that are conjunct one another. Um, we have basically the broad-mindedness, the very, um, I mean, with Jupiter represents good luck, uh, broad-mindedness. Uh, we have, you know, healing abilities as well as, you know, also the, the shadow side, uh, you know, an ability towards gluttony or an ability towards greed. But we have this kind of like very happy-go-lucky aspect um, you know, kind of conjunct Saturn, which me, which is basically the planet of restrictions, the planet of, you know, um, being organized, having a routine, uh, brass tacks, as well as dealing with karma. So, I mean, very two unlike each other. Um, so I thought really this would be kind of like a Jekyll Hyde sort of personality when it would show up in the chart. You know, somebody who'd be very happy, glow, go lucky at one moment and then very serious and conservative the next and could, uh, you know, indicate, um, you know, when it comes to partners, maybe like a little bit of difficulty, um, like partners would have a lot of difficulty in relating to this person because of these two unlike energies uh, between the planets. 
Well, upon further research, I was quite glad that I'm not just relying on my interpretation and my interpretation alone. Uh, as I uh, researched this a little bit further, there was an opposite occurrence. Actually, according to IndiaAstro.com, which is actually a really wonderful site, it's uh, basically with India Astro, it deals more with Vedic or Hindu astrology. Um, I highly recommend that it w- if you are interested, um, like say that you read an article on India Astro, definitely take a look at a Vedic astrologer um, and definitely um, consult with their services as well. I personally don't because I just feel like, it, you know, again, there would be a sense of colonialism and Vedic astrology is part of India's culture as well, too. So I wouldn't want to be, you know, somebody who steals somebody's culture away from them but or away from someone. But uh, to quote India Astro... Great site, by the way. Um, both planets, you know, both Jupiter and Saturn, when they're conjunct each other, they tend to neutralize each other in the chart, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, they kind of play off of each other's strengths, and they basically, you know, kind of produce a, a very well-rounded individual uh, when it, it appears in this chart. As per as what you would kind of see. Um, and kind of what what seems to be kind of typical is that it also produces an individual who is very um, success oriented as well too, and that's actually according to both Astrology King as well as uh, Cafe Astrology. You know they can see possibilities, but they can also see the restrictions in those possibilities. But they're very um, you know very success oriented from a very young age, which I kind of see that Saturn. Um, aspect really coming out. Jupiter seems to heighten either that at that Saturn aspect with success. And when it comes to success, it's not just this person gets promoted within their own field and they're promoted to a title that only they know is a great success or that only they know is a great promotion. Um, knowing Jupiter, it's go big or go home. Um, this is actually an aspect where it actually conveys fame as well as fortune. So um, if it's a particular company, this individual would be promoted to not only being the CEO and executive of the company, but also possibly being the face of the company as well. When it comes down to, you know, I I was first introduced, you know, even though Gina Davis has Jupiter squared Saturn, I was actually introduced this aspect uh, via an actor. But when it comes down to an actor, you better believe that that person will become so successful in their craft and so successful with acting that they're actually you know, very famous, or they become very famous with their craft, they actually um, excel um, to great lengths uh, within it. So I mean, these are individuals who are not just successful, but who also are well known for that success. Um, According to India Astro, I mean, they're treated with respect everywhere. Um, Again, they have that heightened status of fame. And, you know, really, they, like I said, they just kind of make a great name for themselves. Actually, in some ways, I kind of wonder if in relationships, if they actually focus or even in their off time, if they're more focused on fame um, and on, you know, how to achieve fame 
um, or as well as achieve just success, recognition um, in their chosen field or just in their lives in general. Now, let's not misunderstand this particular um, conjunction. Now, while, you know, success is the name, when we kind of think of success, we kind of think of somebody who basically has that, like I said, that heavy Saturn aspect to where they're very serious, they're very sober, they rarely have fun. Um, such is the contrary to those who have Jupiter conjunct Saturn. They're actually very upbeat individuals. And they're very um, easy to like as well. So like when they're networking um, in the beginnings, it's very easy for them. They can actually not only read the room, but also they can um, really relate to people and really relate to people very genuinely. Uh, it's not just like Saturn's position um, where it's just cold and calculated and hard. You know, there's a there's an aspect to these individuals where they really relate to people and um Within relationships, what I actually see with this particular conjunction is that um, this is an individual who has not only many admirers, possibly many friends. So if you're a friend of this individual, you're not just one friend. You're not just, you know, the only friend of this individual. You might be like one out of 50, maybe even 150 um, individuals who are also friends um, with this particular individual, just by, like I said, just by the way that they connect. Um, within romantic relationships, however, I could understand where maybe this conjunction might pose a bit of a challenge with um, somebody who is looking for a long-term relationship with this individual or with the native who has Jupiter conjunct Saturn. And they kind of butt up against a wall because it seems like they actually, it's, you're not just the apple of their eye. It seems like there's a lot of individuals who also like this person. So it might feel very challenging to not only get this person's attention, or it might feel very challenging um, to think that you might have a long-term commitment, knowing that many people really like them as well, too. I would think that romantically as well, due to the um, this individual, you know, like individuals who have Jupiter conjunct Saturn in their chart, I would think that when it comes to admirers, they would actually garner a lot of people who admire them and a lot of people who would want to carry on a relationship with them as well, too. And I, I could see where that could be a benefit. But also, like I said, if, if somebody's like really dating and getting serious with this person, it could be a bit of a challenge. The other aspect that I found in relationships as well, too, is that with their success, their high amounts of success and, you know, the fact that they also have equal parts of patience, which is the Saturn aspect, as well as enthusiasm, which makes people endear them to um, to individuals who have uh, Saturn conjunct Jupiter. Uh, one other thing is that I kind of feel like these individuals really struggle with um, trusting people. And actually, it's interesting because um, India Astro mentions that they can become, mis you know, like they can mistrust their partners in a relationship. They can become very domineering or dominating and domineering in nature. With cafe astrology, um, they can be overly conservative and not letting their mind go or being able to imagine big without disclaimers or without having Saturn kind of rope this person in. 
And also, um, astrology king had mentioned that they can all either be too conservative, um, or they can also be very like stubborn, unrelenting, impatient, almost hot-headed, um, which obviously can destroy their reputation. But along the lines of the distrust, and along the line, you know, especially with the the domineering nature and the mistrust in others. I think that could come about where, you know, in relationships, I wouldn't be surprised if these individuals actually um, deal with people who have used them. Uh, and I just, I kind of have to break the news. I mean, as much as I, it, I think Jupiter conjunct Saturn, they are individuals who really would love to think, you know, the Jupiter side would really love to think that everybody can be trustworthy. Everybody can get be given a chance. Uh, people are, you know, inherently good um, in nature. And as much as I'd like to believe that as well, unfortunately, there are individuals who don't lead that reputation. There are individuals who um, they look to use people um, to their to their gain and to their advantage. And normally when it comes to individuals who are very opportunistic, they tend to target those who are like um, those who are Jupiter conjunct Saturn natives, where they have a lot of success, they have a lot of things going for them, and the opportunistic individual may approach this person um, or may approach somebody who has Saturn or Jupiter conjunct Saturn in their chart and, you know, basically approach them in order to try to have their fame rub off on them or have their success rub off on them. And then obviously discard the relationship, discard the friendship once they get what they, they think they've, they've sought. And I wouldn't be surprised with those who have uh, Jupiter conjunct Saturn if they've, they've faced this within younger adult years. So like, you know, possibly teenage years to their 20s, if they actually dealt with somebody who is very opportunistic or someone who is very, um, who could cause a lot of distrust and mistrust um, just by how they behaved and just by how, again, they just use this individual. And, you know, in later on in life, they might, um, this individual might um, have that ability to discern a bit, you know, with Jupiter conjunct Saturn individuals, they can, I, I'm sure that they can read a room, they can read people rather well. But I think um, a lot, they feel um, later on in life that they need to, you know, really use that Saturn side of really discerning people um, quite well because um, of what had happened in younger years. And so they have that ability to also mistrust people or to kind of keep people at arm's length and not really, um, I think in, in its worst form with Saturn, being so restrictive as to not really give certain individuals a chance or the individuals who they deem, you know, as not being worthy, not even giving them a chance which I think can lead to a blind alley in relationships. Um, the one thing I would really encourage those who have this aspect in their chart um, is to, well, I think really uh, since you know how to read a room, and so, um, especially when it comes to networking and success, I would say maybe using that ability to really 
take a look at individuals who approach you rather carefully. And instead of just kind of writing people off or just kind of deeming them as unworthy, maybe like keeping your friendship or maybe still maybe keep a friendship or just keep a, a certain friendliness to them, but maybe, um, keep a distance on all your relationships because I could kind of see with the Jupiter aspect, um, relationships are very sudden, you know, uh, relationships, friendships become, you know, come very suddenly, um, only to discover the bitter realities of certain relationships that, you know, not all relationships are worthy of your time or attention. So I think instead of just jumping right in rather quickly, maybe just holding, um, many people off within a distance. You can still be friendly with them. You can still be cordial. You can still get to know them a little bit, but not letting this person come so close to you in life. And the, and I think really, um, with the, the Saturn side, you can kind of discern who's really genuine when you kind of keep that polite, friendly distance. I would say at least keep a polite, friendly distance between, um, I would say between half a year, six months to a full year, like half a year to a, a, a whole full year. Um, if that person is really, truly worthy of your friendship, or if that person is really, truly worthy of your time, and they're not going to use you for your success or for your fame, those individuals will stand that test of time. And, you know, they'll, they'll stay with you, even though you're on a very um, platonic sort of level of friendship. Those who are very demanding, I think it's really the red flag should go off if there are those who are demanding to get super close really fast. Those are the individuals who are usually kind of up to no good. Um, I can speak from experience from past, you know, from my past um, relationships, uh, those who kind of push the gas pedal and want to hurry up and want to, you know, keep, you know, keep the, you know, kind of move to all bases by the, by the third date or move to all bases before the night's over, usually have something hidden up their sleeve. Um, or if they're just like really impatient to kind of move the relationship along, normally those are the individuals who have those things up their sleeve. So I would just say um, really, you know, use that discerning ability a bit better, um, using the reading of the room a little bit better. And um, I think really just kind of keeping people at distance until they kind of prove themselves to you a little bit better. For these particular individuals, the other thing that I could see in relationships is that, you know, say that you are, and actually individuals who have Jupiter conjunct Saturn in their charts, I find are actually really individuals who are very much about commitment. You know, whether um, you're a friend to this individual or whether you are a lover and you're kind of hoping for a better, you know, for a future with this individual. I feel like this individual actually, um, that those who are natives uh, or have Jupiter conjunct Saturn and are natives, um, they are more inclined to actually meeting that as well too. The Saturn influence, I think, you know, while Jupiter pr um, produces a very 
happy and very cheery, optimistic um, type of character. They also have that Saturn influence, which is all about, you know, brass tacks and relationship and also really um, fidelity, you know, really being committed um, to a relationship or having a good commitment and a good, well-rounded commitment um, in relationships. So these are individuals who will go the long run. They're they're not Casanovas. They're not Romeos, for sure. Um, I think that they're really genuine. And if they're genuinely interested in you, I think that you are a lucky person indeed, um, you know, being genuinely interested in you in the relationship. They're, they're willing to stick with you through thick and thin, you know, no matter what. Um, they're not flighty. Um, they, they really would like to lay down the foundations with you. They'd really like to be with you for the long haul. But like say that they do have a spouse, which, you know, I would say with many people who have Saturn conjunct Jupiter, many times these are individuals who do get married and they do end up having families. I think it would be a rare occurrence and a very strange occurrence indeed uh, if this individual is not, you know, is kind of still single at a certain period of time. I kind of feel like they marry early um, or I feel like they, they get kind of, you know, they kind of um, get settled in and married um, early on, you know, possibly within their 20s to 30s. And um, like I said, really, um, they're very serious and they're very committed um, to making that work. So, I mean, if they're willing to make their successful ventures work, I think that they're also willing to make marriage and fidelity work in the long haul. These are individuals, like when they put their mind to something, they make it happen. So they have that amazing ability to make things happen, you know, to manifest. But um, with um, a particular partner, say that there's they're married, um, their partner hasn't painted in a while. They're bi- they're they're into painting, and so they start to paint again. And they're just regaling about like the art, the artistry, and the joy um, from that artistry of painting again. Saturn conjunct Jupiter's individuals may have that annoying ability, kind of like with Virgos. Um, Virgos can have this annoying ability too, but with Jupiter conjunct Saturn, they might have the annoying ability of you know, taking the joy out of that, um, out of the, the joy and the wonder of painting. And they're probably taking it away in the regard that they're kind of mentioning, oh, that's great that you're getting so excited about painting. Let's see how we can make a profit out of it. You know, and again, um, for those who are artistic or those who have like a passion project, when you're just starting to get into it and you're starting to appreciate the, uh, the artistry or you're appreciating the process of it all. The last thing that you want to think about and the last thing that you want to hear is a loved one mentioning how to make money off of it. I mean, it's like, I know for me, when I start writing again, I feel like I jinx it when I think about, you know, the money and the business aspect before the piece of writing has even had legs to be developed. So um, I could see where a lot of other artistic types might feel the same way. And they might get rather annoyed um, with this individual in the regard that they kind of gave it a little, the, the moment of buzzkill. Now, this is not deliberate on um, those who have Jupiter conjunct Saturn. 
they're actually um, trying to think about, you know, they're they're doing the, the nicest thing, which is, you know, not only to think about success for themselves, but also to think about success for their loved ones. And they always like to share their successes. I think um, the annoying part of it is, is that it doesn't come at the right times necessarily. The timing of Jupiter is a bit off or the Jupiter influence, which is timing could be a bit off. And I think too is Saturn. Um, Saturn, it's, you know, Saturn likes to move very slowly and sometimes timing when it comes to Saturn can be just a little bit twitchy. So um, when it comes down to, um, the, the situation, what I would recommend for those who have Jupiter conjunct Saturn, if you're in a relationship and like, say your partner's like getting really enthusiastic and excited over something, maybe just let them have that excitement. You know, like say with the spouse who's getting excited over the joy of painting, you know, and like being able to paint again and the, the whole process of it and the, the philosophical points of view, let them have their moment. I would just say maybe hold off on, you know, it's like maybe keep the how to make a profit out of this in your mind and maybe let your spouse approach you when it comes to making the profit. And, you know, like I said, again, I, I understand that, you know, you're, you're doing this as a good deed and you're doing this, you know, you're looking out for your loved ones. But sometimes I think with your loved ones, they're not always willing to wanting to hear that. I think it's like they want to hear that, but in a good time, you know, like um, with the person who's painting, maybe hear that when the painting's completed, you know, maybe hear about gallery opportunities or, you know, um, you know, how, how to make a profit out of this when, when the, the painting is completed or close to complete. Um, but yeah, I, I would just say, let them have their moment, keep it to yourself until they approach you. Let them, I would just say, let your partner solicit you as opposed to your soliciting on their moment as well, too. Uh, and like I said, I, I stated that this is like Virgos because um, a lot of the time with Virgos, like say you're getting into the joys of painting, they'll start to get into the advanced technicalities of painting and then ruin the moment because they're being like super realistic, super technical, and not really giving that person a chance to enjoy the joy of it all. Um, and then I kind of felt like the third thing when it came to relationships, I would also say I would recommend to individuals who have Jupiter conjunct Saturn in their charts, they probably are very successful to where their success and their career might come, might feel as though I wouldn't be surprised if many spouses might have complained that their career comes first, their family comes second. And I'm sure to those who have this conjunction, that statement is just a complete insult because they really do their best to um, balance the situations. But um, when it comes to when it comes to success, um, what I would just recommend is that make sure that the family life is also balanced because in essence, as much as you try to make that happen, sometimes, you know, you might be spending time with the family or sometimes you might be, you know, spending time with your significant other and that particular call um, from the business comes in or that particular or in the, the regards of actors, um, you know, that particular role comes in where you have to 
go travel or where you have to spend time away from your family or from your spouse. I would recommend that if you're in that position often, um, maybe trying to incorporate, you know, finding ways to incorporate family with the success. So if you're an actor, um, I think actually many sets um, support having, you know, spouses and families on set, um, you know, pretty regularly. Uh, maybe not like while filming, but, you know, maybe like off filming, uh, you can bring your children and get some, you know, quality time with your kids, um, get some quality time with your spouse and kind of um, bring that balance with you within like a corporation or within um, another, you know, field, maybe finding a way to balance the two. Um, you know, maybe there might be a way to bring your kids in or there might be a way to bring your family in. Um, while you're taking care of business, you know, in your off times when you're not taking care of business, you can spend time with them. Or, um, you know, maybe like in the times that you spend at the office or in the times in which you spend with your career, make sure that you're making that up with the family as well, too. And I know that that can be kind of, um, I mean, this is shared with those who have uh, Saturn in their 10th house or Saturn on the midheaven. Um, which is actually the beginning of the 10th house. But, uh, you know, as much as it can be a hard aspect, um, knowing current modern day society in the 21st century and how fast it moves and how fast Western society especially tends to move. Um, I think, it, it, you know, again, with Jupiter conjunct Saturn individuals, as I've said, whatever comes to their mind, they kind of manifest that and they make it happen. So I think you, I think really I have a lot of confidence that, um, that natives could really figure this one out, but I'm sure this is a challenge that they deal with on a day-to-day -day basis as well. All right. So the, the one aspect of these episodes, of the episodes where I, I cover, um, a particular aspect, the best part, who would be a good match for somebody who has Jupiter conjunct Saturn in their chart. Now, also, before I get into that, some famous celebrities who do actually have this. So I did mention um, Gina Davis inspired this. She actually has Jupiter squared Saturn. So different aspect that, again, we'll, we'll definitely touch on and we'll definitely cover it another time. But um, when I looked this one up, I actually found that um, Natalie Portman actually has this um, particular aspect in her chart. Uh, Julia Stiles actually has this particular aspect in her chart and also Tom Hiddleston. Um, I can kind of see this with all three individuals, especially, well, I mean, taking Tom Hiddleston, for instance, the Jupiter aspect to me is, you know, picking roles like Loki in the Thor series, you know, picking the, some of those happy-go-lucky and, and also um, not only happy-go-lucky and fun roles, but also when it came to his role in Thor, he actually had a very lucrative job as well, too. I mean, it's like um, actors who are cast in Hallmark or Lifetime movies, you know, once you're cast in, in one of those movies, you have an acting stint for life, you know, literally for life. You, you are, you'll you basically be cast in every movie um, on Hallmark, which is kind of um, interesting. But it's the same thing with the MCU, um, the Marvel Universe, so to speak, uh, where it's like if you play um, 
a Marvel hero, especially. And it's the same with the DC um, universe as well, too. You play a Marvel or DC character, you've got a job as an actor for life. I mean, you know, you take a look at Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I wouldn't be surprised that she's still cast as Harley Quinn in another, you know, um, installment of, you know, Suicide Squad for, for many years to come. Um, uh, but yeah, with Tom Hiddleston, um, I kind of feel like the lucrative aspect of Loki in Thor really kind of helped. I felt like that was like the Saturn influence coming in. You know, here he is as a fun character to play. That's Jupiter, but the Saturn influence coming in with, Hey, he, he actually has some work that would last. I mean, he's actually had some work that has lasted him for many, many years being part of the MCU. But also, you know, with Tom Hiddleston, he also has a lot of the Saturn side coming out. Um, when it comes to like Crimson Peak and Only Lovers Left Alive and also some of the dramas that he has done. You know, that's where he's been able to hone his craft really well, um, hone the dramatic side rather well. And sometimes I kind of feel even his dramatic sides, he incorporates some of that Jupiter happy side or that Jupiter kind of fun side um, to the roles as well, too. Natalie Portman's very similar. Um, I actually think, again, like Jupiter, she went in, again, same sort of movie for Thor. Uh, she was actually in the original first movie of Thor. And, you know, again, um, I am so sorry. My voice is breaking this evening. My goodness. But again, um, you know, definitely like a fun role. Um, definitely very Jupiterian, very fun, a very splashy role, very big movie. Um, you know, everything all Jupiter, like just big and wide. But then, you know, also have that, that Saturn aspect where, again, that lucrative, like, you know, I think a couple years ago, she was still in a Thor installment um, and, you know, still getting that lucrative work as well, too. Uh, she started off at a very early age. I kind of feel like that's the Saturn influence. Uh, she was a child actor. She started off, I think, with the Leon the Professional and um, moved her way through in Hollywood. Um, she definitely has, like, again, the serious roles, the seriousness um, as, you know, being a very serious established actor. But I feel like with Jupiter, she also um, brings in a little bit of fun, um, even like in Black Swan, which is like the darkest and most Saturnine of all movies, even like I think it, a combination between Saturn and Pluto, actually. But it's, it's very drab. It's very dark. But I kind of felt like there was a little bit of that Jupiterian influence that kind of came in, like a little bit of that fun aspect that came in and playing, you know, basically a ballerina near the throes of a psychotic breakdown. Um, but, you know, the fact that she's a ballerina, I mean, that's very Jupiterian, very thinking outside the box, thinking very creatively, thinking very kind of, um, you know, kind of adding a, a splash of fun into what could normally be a very, very, very dark role. And Julia Stiles, again, um, another actor who is a child actor. I kind of feel um, a lot of Jupiterian influence. I mean, with things like 10 Things I Hate About You and most of all the films that she had been in in the 90s um, and into the early aughts, 
you know, again, very fun, uh, very Jupiter oriented, very big picture oriented. But also, again, you can kind of tell she has an eye for what's lucrative and what really will be um, a kind of a good acting job or a good acting gig for many years to come um, with that. And I think also with Julia Stiles, um, from what I've heard, she's actually, she has retired from the acting community Although I've, I've actually seen her um, lately in recent years in a television show. Um, I think it was like Blue um, was the television show. But um, I, I think as much as she has retired, I still could see where she could blend the Jupiter-Saturn influences and in making a very lucrative opportunity for both herself as well as for her family as well, too. I just thought the celebrities were very interesting, um, you know, who share this aspect as well. Okay, so now that we've kind of got, you know, now that we have like a kind of good picture about who these individuals are within their charts and who they are within relationships, who would be good matches for them? Okay, so I really thought long and hard about this one, Stargazers, and for those, I kind of struggled with the, the fire or air aspects, but... For those who have fire or air aspects, I'm thinking either Aquarius or Librans would be a really good fit. You know, I just, I, and I really thought through this, you know, like I thought, you know, possibly Aries, but I think with Aries, they would focus a lot on the success of this individual when this individual might need to get away from thinking about success and fame and fortune. Leo would get really jealous of this person with their fame and fortune. I speak from experience being a Leo myself, a fellow Leo myself. Yeah, sun and ascendant being in, in those two, being in that sign. And I also kind of felt like um, Gemini, you know, Gemini um, or Sagittarius, I think I would add into this mix because with Gemini or Sagittarius, they would be um, very you know, um, very happy-go-lucky or also very um, optimistic and maybe helped this person. I, I would say like, especially Sagittarius with their wisdom, they'd help this person to maybe not take life so seriously and not take life as the bottom line of a contract or as the bottom line of their business and maybe help them to kind of break outside that box and live a little bit. Aquarius would do so as well. Um, I think Aquarius could basically take the, um, you know, the overtly, you know, focused aspect of somebody who has Jupiter conjunct Saturn in them and maybe like kind of rationalize to where they can kind of say, well, you know, this is nice, but also breaking free or also kind of doing some of these things, you know, kind of like living life a little bit also is great because, you know, and then kind of pair it with a logical answer um, there. I also think with Libra, um, Librans are also known to be just as much as devoted and, you know, into commitment as those who have the great conjunction in their chart. So I think that they would be a good fit in that regard. They would encourage commitment and marriage or just, you know, just being constant and then also maybe finding a way to balance, you know, help these individuals to find a balance or strike a balance in their lives a little bit better. 
For those who are water and earth signs, I'm thinking either Scorpio or Taurus. Possibly, yeah, I would probably say possibly Pisces as well. Um, with Pisceans, they're known to be kind of dreamy. Um, and kind of dreaming outside and really thinking outside the box, they could really help this individual. So like say this individual has a lot of water or earth aspects in their chart, um, and they also have the great conjunction in there. I think like Pisces would be able to help them to focus, again, break the mold a little bit from focusing too much on success. I think Scorpio could strike a good balance um, while they're very success-oriented sort of signs. I would also say to a Scorpio, they're emotional. Um, they're part of the water sign, so they're very caring and empathetic enough to where they might see this. They might see somebody who has the great conjunction in their chart. They might see them working a ton, or they might see them, you know, kind of pushing a bit more. Um, you know, maybe like empathize with them, but also maybe encourage them to take a break every now and then, or maybe just strike a balance between their successes and home life. I did think of Taurus because Taurus is the epitome of balance um, in this situation. They, um, you know, not only have that materialistic side to them, but they also know how to kind of veer back a little bit so it's not just about money or it's, their lives are not just about money um, and I think that they could encourage that within someone who has the great conjunction I really didn't think um, I didn't really think uh, Capricorn would be a good fit because they would just you know encourage this person to work harder and I really feel like somebody who has the great conjunction needs to learn how to take a break from work or take a break from their successes and learn how to enjoy life a little bit more. Uh, Virgo, while they're very, they're very hardworking, I think they could also be a good match for someone who has the great conjunction um, in the regard that they can really help um, this person. Like say they need to take a break. Um, they could really help that person. And um, with Virgos, they're very self-sacrificing. So I, I would see where they could really um, bring a good energy um, to this individual. The individuals had that great conjunction in turn would be able to um, help Virgo not be so self-sacrificing as well, too. Yeah, I, I think it would be a good balanced relationship um, in that vein. I think Cancerians would be a little too security oriented um, and kind of rely too much on the security that um, the Great Conjunction, some of us, the Great Conjunction has. So again, I don't think that would be too great of a fit. Also, some of the Great Conjunction would have to, you know, again, their success might be threatening to building a good, solid family home for cancer. And... You know, I think I, I think I've mentioned, yeah, I think I've mentioned all everybody. Um, I think um, I, I think that that I don't think that with cancer would be a, a good fit um, in that regard. But stargazers, as always, um, if you do have the great conjunction, Jupiter conjunct Saturn in your chart, please let me know um, when it comes to these possible matches. How did I do? Um, do you guys have a Cancerian individual in your life? How does that work for you? Do you guys have a Virgo in your life? How does that work for you? Do you guys have a Scorpio in your life? Or maybe you don't get along with Scorpios that much. 
or maybe you have, you know, a Libra in your life, but, you know, you're not really too thrilled about Gemini or you're not too thrilled about Sagittarius. Um, definitely feel free to contact me um, either at Mizek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra at gmail.com or at my Instagram page at Sandra dot Again, the spelled M-I-S-E-K. As always, Stargazers, um, so this is actually the end of this episode. I hope that this was informative, especially for those of you who have, who are so lucky to have this wonderful aspect in your chart. Um, above all, Stargazers, do not be afraid to look up at the stars. Um, we are actually going to be coming up to a new moon as of this Thursday. So I think that'll be a wonderful sight right there. But um, I think, you know, if you're not um, full of clouds or if your sky is not full of clouds as Denver has been, um, you know, with the, uh, the, the forecast, um, definitely don't be afraid to look up at the stars with that we are looking up at our origins and also taking a break from the whole retrograde situation um, that has been occurring, especially with Mercury retrograde um, or Mercury being in retrograde until the first of this year. By the way, Mercury is um, actually staying still, still in what we consider retro shade. Um, however, it's the retrograde motion is not there, which is, which is always nice. Um, so we kind of get a little bit of a whew sort of break. And this is also a great time to learn some additional insights, um, from Mercury retrograde. But yeah, that's, uh, that's a bit of good news right there. But above all stargazers, I do hope to find you well. Um, be safe out there, especially if you're in the Denver area. I came across a couple of maniacs um, driving out in the ice and the snow. One person who was doing like a stunt car thing um, and deliberately making 360s and stuff like that. So just be very, it almost hit me too. Um, but just be very, very, very careful. Um, there are lots of individuals who I think are still struck by Mercury retrograde or Mercury retroshade and not willing to learn their lessons. So just be very careful of that and, um, you know, be very safe out there in the world. But above all, Stargazers, I hope to find you well. And until between now and next time, Stargazers, I will speak with you then. You can also become a Patreon. As my sudden alarm is announcing. Um, you can simply just go to patreon.com forward slash seventh house astrology to become a member. Um, just visit that page just to see how to become a member, how to become a Patreon. And I will look forward to you becoming that very soon. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash seventh house astrology.